Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. If you've been listening recently in the last couple episodes, you'll know that we have talked a little bit about how what you think about will affect your health how what you think about can affect what you say, which then in turn will affect your health. And we've talked about what you should be thinking about. Today, I want to talk a little bit about something that I ran across a while back, but it has proved to be very interesting, very insightful for me in my life and the lives of the people around me. We're going to be looking today at a story, again, from the Bible, and I like stories because a lot of times when we th- read stories, we can identify and we can relate with the people who are involved. Today, we're going to be looking at something from Numbers, chapters 13 and 14. And if you're not familiar with the stories in the Bible, I will share this story briefly and just kind of read through and summarize the story a little bit for you. So what is happening at this point is that the children of Israel have been in slavery in Egypt for the last hundreds or hundreds of years. And God has brought them miraculously out of Egypt. God has done some incredible miracles, things that are very hard to explain unless you actually start to see what the Bible says about it and then do some of the research and find out just how incredible these things were, particularly God parted the Red Sea so that the people could get through there when they were being chased by the Egyptians. Now, by the time we've got come to Numbers chapter 13, the people have come to the edge of the land that God had promised them. God had told them when they leave Egypt, they're going to go to this land, and this is going to be an amazing land, and this is where I want you to be. This is where you will want yourself to be. It's an amazing land. It is the promised land. And they're right on the edge of it, but they're still not sure what it looks like, what's going to be when they get in there. So they send out 12 spies to go and check out the land and see what does it look like? What are we going to be dealing with when we get there? And these 12 spies, they go out, they walk the land for 40 days, and they come back. They say, the land is indeed amazing Everything is huge. It's big. The fruit, the crops, everything is is great. And the people are big, though. And the cities are big, though. So yes, everything is big, but it also includes the people and the cities. And that could be a big problem. Here's what they actually said. And I'm going to be reading here from Numbers chapter 13. And we're starting in verse 27. And they said to them, these are the spies who have come back and they're reporting this to the people. We went to the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey. And here is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, 
we saw a lot of really big people there. There's, these are giants. Now, as they're explaining all of this, the people start getting freaked out. I would be getting freaked out, I think, if I heard that. Now, there are two spies that are named here, Joshua and Caleb. And these two spies say, basically, yes, this report is true. Everything is amazing. And the cities are big and the people are big. But that's okay. Because God is bigger than they are. And he said that we could possess the land. And since God said it, then of course we can. And here's, here's the actual uh, thing that, that they say there. And so here's what they actually told the people then, fast forwarding into Numbers chapter 14. That they spoke all of these things to the congregation of the sons of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they will be our prey. Their protection has been removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. (sighs) But unfortunately, all the people didn't want to listen. And because they didn't want to listen, that caused them a lot of problems. God said, you need to go into the land. This is where I am taking you. And the people didn't want to do it. They were afraid. The Israelites responded basically saying, no, we can't. We can't do it. It's impossible. And because they didn't want to do it, God said, well, if you don't want the land, then you don't need the land. And he took them out into the wilderness and said, you're basically all this, all these people who didn't believe that I am taking you into this land that I can do this, if you're not going to, if you say that you're not going to, you don't want the land, then I guess you don't want it. You can die in the wilderness. Now, that sounds kind of harsh, but at the same time, God said, here it is. And they said, we don't want it. And that whole generation died off in the wilderness, except Joshua and Caleb, because they said, no, God said we can take it. Let's take it. So what you ended up having is all of these All of these people go out in the wilderness. They wander around for 40 years. That generation dies off. And Joshua and Caleb come back to the promised land when they finally get done wandering for 40 years. They come back and now we're ready to go back into the land a second time. And here's the interesting thing about this. Joshua and Caleb missed out on 40 years of blessing in the promised land because everybody else didn't want to listen. Everybody else didn't do what God wanted them to do. And the thing is, they knew what they were missing out on. After spying out the promised land, the people's mindset was on their circumstances, on what they could see, and on their problems. But Joshua and Caleb saw the exact same things. But the difference was that they remembered what amazing miracles God had done for all the people in the past. And they remembered what God had said he would do for them in the future. So, of course, why wouldn't he be more than able to handle whatever problem they would face going into the land? See, their mindset was different. The people saw only their problems. Joshua and Caleb saw not the problems but they saw 
something else besides the problems. They saw that there was somebody who could handle the problems and could give them direction for what problems they might come up against. And that was how they were able to say, no, we can do this because God said we can do it. God is fully capable of doing it. Let's go. If you fast forward then, 40 years from where this happens, and they're ready to come in to the land for the second time, we are now fast forwarded into the book of Joshua, chapter 14. And it's interesting as you read through this little passage here, you see Joshua and Caleb pop up again and they have this little conversation. And Caleb tells him, look, I am 85 years old. Think about that. He's 85. And he may very well be the oldest or one of the oldest Israelites, Joshua being the other one. Everybody else in that generation has died off, so they are the oldest ones. Caleb says, I'm 85 years old, and now I am ready to go and claim this inheritance. I am ready to take this land. This is the land that was promised to me. I am ready to do it. And specifically, in verse 12, remember I said that there were giants there? That the people there were big? He specifically asks for that land where the giants are. Because that's the land that he was promised. So it's not just about, yes, I'm ready to take the land. It's like, no, I am ready to take the land that all those people 40 years ago said would be impossible. I still believe that God will give me this land, and so I am ready to take it. Let's go. I want the land with the big people, what the giants are, because that's what's promised to me. He fully expected that God will be with him when he takes the land. And it is true that that land did become his family's inheritance. See, Joshua and Caleb's mindset was so focused on God that even 40 years later, it was still there. And they certainly had their share of difficult struggles. And it probably made them want to give up hope. Maybe even depressed. Especially as they counted off 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness watching their generation die off because of those people's disobedience. And yet... And yet, Joshua and Caleb kept their focus on God and his promises. So, that makes me, leads me to this question. Makes me wonder, what does that look like for me today? What does that look like for you today? What are some things that maybe you're struggling about with when it comes to what you're thinking? Where is your mindset? Is it on the problems that you have, that you see right in front of you? Or is your mindset on the God who can give you answers to your problems? And I realize that not everybody listens to this that is going to be saying, well, I, you know, I'm not very religious. And that's okay, too. I don't believe in God. That's okay, too. Because I will tell you, if you start reading through the Bible, you don't have to be religious or, or even believe in God for the Bible's wisdom to start popping out at you and to start changing your life. I would challenge you, start reading the Bible. You will get answers out of it. And I will leave you with this. Psalm 42, 11, and this is actually repeated then the following chapter in Psalm 43, verse 5. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. See, when we see problems... It's very easy to become depressed. 
and frustrated and sad and downcast. And when we start looking at our problems, we start seeing all the negative things, all the bad things, and that starts to negatively impact what happens in our life, what we say, and will negatively impact our health. And yet when we take our focus off of ourselves and off of our problems and put it on God, who can help us through our problems and on other people that we can help as well, that totally changes our mindset. So let me read this again. Psalm 42:11. Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. I hope this has been helpful for you, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.